Hi, this is Becky. And Patricia. We are former college teammates and believe that life is a team sport. Our goal is to encourage and inspire strong women, families, and communities using lessons learned from sport. Welcome to the team room. All right. Welcome to another episode of Life is a Team Sport. We have moved from our first themed month of season three. And if you missed any of our once an athlete episodes, definitely go back and check those out. But we are moving into the second theme and as we move into October. And so I want to get right into it. It's just Becky and I here today without a guest. We kind of want to introduce the topic before we have guests on. And so our topic is called healthy, wealthy, and wise which I'm really excited about. I don't know, Becky, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's going to be nice to hear from some women who um, are healthy, wealthy, or wise, or usually they're all three. And we're going to go into that, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the saying, right, that this comes from it's early to bed, early to rise makes one healthy, wealthy, and wise, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate because I like going to bed early and I like getting up early, but not everyone has that circadian rhythm. So It's all good. That's not exactly what we're talking about, but we are talking about the concepts of health in a lot of different arenas and then what it looks like to be really blessed and see that as being wealthy. We're not necessarily talking about monetary value. Um, And then obviously wisdom plays into all of it. So before we get into the whole introduction, Becky, we would love to hear what's on your highlight reel right now. Oh yes, our highlight reel. Love the highlight reel. So my highlight reel right now is... Stitch Fix. So I know you have used it, Patricia, and I just finally gave in and tried it twice. I found a short sleeve shirt and a um, cardigan thingamajigger that's kind of like a maroon pink color. I don't know. I will post pictures, but I really love getting the box in the mail. It's almost like Christmas. Like I get a box and I opened it. And the fun part, the second time, my daughter Allie's nine and I said, come on in, I'm going to try on all these clothes. And I had ordered four jeans, three jeans and two tops for the second one. And she was like, mom, you should wear this with the jeans and you should get these boots on. So she was bringing out of my closet stuff to try on. So she was my home stylist. Um, So I really liked it. I'll definitely, definitely try it again. Um, It's a great platform for women that don't want to shop in person. Yeah. So explain for people that are not familiar with what Stitch Fix is, explain what it is. Okay. It is a delivery service of clothing, I would say. So you shop online. And the the thing is though, for everybody is that you fill out this pretty long thing on everything about your body, like your height, your sizes, if you like things loose, tight, um, lots of your style things. And then they match up a stylist to you. And the cool part, I don't know if this was like this for you, Patricia, they send you a preview of your order before you get the five pieces. So you can either keep, you can already say if you want, want them or not. If you already are like, no, that I'm not going to want to wear that. You just don't want it. And so I kind of like that because the next time I was like, I want jeans. So they sent me more jeans. So yeah. So it's a service that women and men and kids they actually have kids now. So you can um, just, you don't have to go to the store and they send you a box of clothing. I think it's only five because I've only gotten five every time. Mm-hmm. And then they send you a um, checkout online in your email and you click it and then you say keep or return. And the cool part is the return is free. So you put all the stuff in the bag they send you 
and send it back. It is $20 every time you want to get styled, but it's worth it once you find things. Right. Yes. Yes. And that, the preview part of it was not a feature back when Mm -hmm. I did Stitch Fix. So that is a really cool feature that I love. Um, I also love the fact that I don't have to go to the store because I hate shopping. And so it gets delivered right to my house. That is a win in my book. Um, But the other cool thing, yes, you pay $20, but if you keep something, that $20 Mm -hmm. comes off of the price of the item you decided Mm -hmm. to keep, which is also really cool. That is nice. Yeah. Hey, no wonder I can't find the price of my shirt because I didn't know the $20 came off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they deduct the $20 from the item you decide to keep. Which is, which is great because then you got styled for free if you decide to buy something. Yes. Oh, awesome. Okay. So anybody who has never done Stitch Fix, I say, give it a try. It's fun. It's easy. And if you don't like any of it, just send it back. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely try out Stitch Fix. We'll put a, a link if you're interested in checking that out. I know a lot of people are starting to go back to things in person and you might realize, hey, I don't have anything to wear. Well, check this out and it gets delivered right to your door. True. Awesome. All right. Well, we are discussing the concept of health specifically this month in our new theme, Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. So today we kind of just wanted to talk about the different pieces of health and then what that looks like to really truly appreciate them and see yourself as wealthy and blessed and then how wisdom kind of plays into all of that. Mm -hmm. So the first piece of health seems, you know, kind of obvious, but it's our physical health. So how have you seen your physical health either improve or decline over the last year and a half? Because with COVID, I think a lot of things have changed. And so we want to have the conversation in context with where people are truly at right now. True. Very true. I would say my health has um, kind of stayed the same overall. I would say if anything, it got a little better because I was home more. I was able to move a lot more. I was able to go ride my bike and take walks and um, go to the beach a lot more to walk because there was, there were no activities. So we did a lot of walking and jogging on the beach here where I live near the beach. And so I would say definitely went up. I also had time to be mindful of it. So we, you know, we did the Daniel plan and, um, and we, I was, I've been training for some Spartan races. So I would definitely say it went up. And also because I knew we were going to see people again, I was like, I knew I wanted to just stay in shape because I just, I just knew that it would be easy to not stay in shape because I was home so much. So I always had that kind of playing in my mind, like it's either gain weight and be, and not be happy, like, you know, or just keep trying to move even though it wasn't everything I'd done before, it was still helpful. So I would definitely say over the last year and a half, I've definitely gotten um, definitely a little more healthy. Yeah. And like physically healthy and, and nutritionally definitely more healthy. Yeah. So has that changed at all since you've gone back to work in person and your schedule has kind of rearranged itself again and shifted back? I would say that, um, no, I don't think it has like, um, I think if anything, it's just been good. Like I've been able to be more focused on myself and my family to help all of us be more healthy and just being like, this is what it is because when we're healthy, we're happier, even though you don't like the meal I made because that happened tonight. (laughs) However, 
at the end of the day, they're going to feel better because they eat a healthy meal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think for me, as we've shifted back to in-person school, in-person sports, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the rigorous schedule that is our normal life, it's been more difficult to eat healthy. Um, I think, you know, getting myself on a schedule of working out, I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of fallen back into what I did before, which wasn't bad. I, I tend to work out two or three times a week and I just kind of find those times because I look for them because I know mm-hmm. I feel better when I move and, and when I exercise. Um, my newest thing is golf. And so I will get outside and go to the driving range or I will you know, chip shots in my backyard, or I will actually go play golf or I'll do something like that to the point where I'm like, you know what, I really need to get back in the weight room because I can feel a difference because I'm not lifting like I used Mm -hmm. to. So just Mm -hmm. listening to my body, I think that really helps as far as the exercise goes. The eating part has been the difficult part because we're so busy. And because I hate to cook, Mm -hmm. that has been a real issue. So if I intentionally sit down on Sunday and plan out what we're going to eat for the week, we are more likely to eat those things. <laughs> we're more likely eat dinner at home. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we're having frozen pizza, macaroni and cheese, or Chick-fil-A <laughs> on the way home from something because, you know, the kids are like, what's for dinner? Oh yeah. I need to feed you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right. And so that part has been more difficult and it's just a good reminder for me to be intentional every Sunday. I need to sit down and plan out the menu. That's funny, Patricia, because I totally did that today because we've been, I agree with you. Our schedules definitely picked up with sports and life, but I, and I don't love to cook either, but I do like to eat and I do like to eat healthy and I like my family around the table as much as possible. So I'm totally with you on that. I also pack pre-packed my salads for school since I'm a teacher and a lot of you guys might be teachers or you might work in an office or somewhere where you, you can bring your food. So I've been pre-packaging, well, package packing all my salads. So therefore that's all I have. So if that's what I bring, that's what I eat. And so for, for me, school has been nice because being home all summer, you know, I just, Oh, I'll have this now. I'll have that later. And <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. My daughter is not really super into eating sandwiches. And so trying to find some creative solutions for her, for things to take for her lunch um, has been, you know, part of the learning process, part of the learning curve of going back to school as well. Because last year it was like, they took a break from their computer. They came upstairs, they grazed through the kitchen. They went, you know, they went back to to their internet classes and, you know, nothing about that was ideal. And so now it's getting back into the rhythm of school, but that with, with it comes certain challenges. True. Very true. Yeah. But I've started packing, you know, little things of pepperoni, little things of grapes, little things of cheese, you know, you've got to put all those things together and and it's great. You're good. You got the protein, the fruit and the vegetables. The vegetables are the hard part. I have to say the vegetables always. Carrot sticks, carrot sticks and hummus go pretty well. Pretzels with hummus, you know, some of the, some of that kind of stuff will work. Cucumber slices, but yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. We're on the same page with that, Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I think, you know, a lot of people have kind of hit that rhythm where they're trying to figure all that stuff back out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, so we're going to be doing some talking about our physical health, and we have a couple of guests on, and uh, one of them is specifically going to be talking about allergies and health problems and kind of working through the puzzle of figuring those things out. And, you know, that is part of the territory too. I know you guys have been kind of on that journey with one of your kids. And so does that make it harder to pack school lunches? Oh yeah. Because Allie doesn't like sandwiches either. And the the gluten-free bread, because we're just trying that right now is it's not really very good. So we're doing what you're doing with your daughter is that little, she's made her own Lunchables. So pepperoni, cheese, and crackers that are gluten-free. So it's going okay. You know, peanut butter on celery, some carrots and stuff. So it's going okay, but it it definitely makes it harder when you don't have kids that like sandwiches because Christian's eaten peanut butter Nutella for like 11 years. So I mean, just, right. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's part of the challenge of, Mm -hmm. you know, returning to school and figuring everything out. Mm -hmm. For sure. we're going to be talking about that. And then we're also going to be talking about our mental health, which is a hot button issue right now with everyone as it should be. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's been in the news. It's been all over the news for many different reasons. Some of them good, some of them not so good, but mm-hmm. I do think that is an important thing that should be discussed. Mm-hmm. And so that is going to be something we're going to be talking about for sure. Um, in, I think a couple of our interviews, but how's your, <laughs> this is just a wide open question, but how's your mental health been in the last year and a half? Boy, that's a, that's a doozy <laughs> one. I don't know if you really want me to answer that on the air. Uh, it has been a roller coaster is a good word. I've used a lot over since COVID started. It's a roller coaster. I have a lot of um, ups and downs at school with some of the um, mandates and different things. So definitely um, ups and downs. I found um, solace in my faith and praying and, and talking to God and him putting the right people in my path and the right, um, the Bible that he's been impressing scripture on me. So um, definitely for me, that's, that's where my mental health has gone. And overall for me, I do know that God, he wins in the end. And so this is the battlefield and, and it, and it's going to be hard. And that's kind of like when you know, it's going to be hard. It's like, okay, well, I already knew it was gonna be hard. So how can I get through this? Um, at the least with the least amount of, um, what's the word, the least amount of, um, casualties. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the word I was thinking. Something like that with the least amount of issues yeah. and, and push through. So I would say my mental health is okay. I haven't gone back to my counselor. I've been able to, um, take care of that myself and, um, but overall, yeah, it's, it's okay. It can, it's always needs work though. It always, because the battle is in your mind. Like I know that. Like yeah. we always joked in my old, my old um, company, we joked that like, um, don't go into your mind alone. It's like going into a dark alley alone. Don't go in there alone because it's scary and <laughs> you need, just don't ever go in your mind, you know, alone. And it's just, and I quoted that horribly, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like just, it, you can get lost up there and it's not always a healthy place. That's so really good. I've never heard that before, but that is really good and really true. Really, really true. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's been the same. It's been a roller coaster and <clears throat> dealing with the emotions that come with it. I think our, our mental health and our emotional health are really tightly tied together. Mm-hmm. And so as you, you know, as your, as your mind goes, your emotions often go with it. So if you let your mind go <laughs> or you wander in there by yourself, it's easy to start spiraling downward emotionally. Mm-hmm. 
And so being able to recognize those things and kind of rally, Mm -hmm. so to speak, in those moments where you're like, I'm going to lose it, I'm going to lose it, I'm going to lose it, and say, okay, take a step back. What is actually happening now? Name it. Okay. Mm -hmm. How is it making me feel? Okay. Why is that the case? And sometimes if we can go through that process, it sounds so simple, but so many times we don't take the time to Mm -hmm. do that. And then we completely unravel and, you know, whether warranted or not, maybe it was unnecessary. And so teaching myself to ask those questions and kind of take a step back and say, okay, like what's actually happening here? Um, Prime example, right? We're taping this interview on a Sunday night. My son's baseball team made this made the championship game for the little tournament they were in, which was very exciting. Well, the championship game started 45 minutes late. I got home five minutes after I was already supposed to be on here with you <laughs> taping yeah. this interview. And I thought, okay, I cannot sit on the couch. I cannot say I need to finish, you know, the meal we bought on the way home in the car. I need to open my computer, sit down and start doing this right now. I need to rally because if I don't, if I sit on the couch, if I take a mental nap, it will be over. And this is not going to happen. <laughs> very right? true. Yeah, so it's very true. Recognize those things ahead of time and say, I know myself. I need to rally right now and yeah. mentally step back into the game so that I can accomplish this. And that's a really tiny little example. But I think if we take mm-hmm. those you know, those cues and we start recognizing those things in ourselves, we can use that in a lot of different situations. You know, it's not really that tiny, Patricia, because it really does relate to life. There's a lot of times where we're like, I don't, it's a lot of times when you don't want to do something because you, you physically are tired, you're mentally or emotionally tired, and you, you have to be able to put aside those things and say, all right, this is, this is for the good of the order. Like this is for the good of what needs to get done. And I'm going to do it. Even though you're hungry probably right now and you're tired, you're like, I'm just going to get it done. I know it's Sunday night. You know, I was just inside getting the kids ready for the week with school and emptying the bag, which we should have done Friday and finding some things in there, which is okay. Um, However, again, it's our mental health is tied to our emotional health. And so it's going to be really exciting to talk to some of these women and see, you know, what things they've used to help them, you know, and that's why we're doing this is to connect and to and and embolden women and strengthen women to be better. Right. And it is interesting the the more you actually verbalize what's happening, the the easier it is for you to process. And I think listening to other people tell their story also makes us understand that we're not alone. We've done this exercise a couple of times in small groups with athletes where it's like, "Hey, tell us something hard that you've been through recently and how it made you feel." And by verbalizing it, it does two things. It helps the person to unpack what's actually going on and actually process through it a little bit better. And it lets the listeners know that they're not alone in the things that they're going through because everyone has hard things. And so just that reminder to, you know, be doing that yourself, I think is important too. Yeah. Here's a small one from, from Christian soccer game today. It is interesting. Now you have, you've been watching your kids sports for a long time. So I was watching his game today and he's a goalie. So it's a little more stressful when you're the last one back. And, you know, um, and if he makes mistakes, you know, it's a goal. So it's, it's a lot more, it's, there's a more pressure, but 
they kept missing their throw-ins for Trisha, their his team. Now they're they're like eight, nine, ten. No, they're they're nine, ten, eleven. So they've played for about four years now, five years. So to me, like the throw-in is like we can't keep giving away the throw-in. Like just stand there. Don't even, you know. So I had to like, I had to, I was recognizing I was starting to spiral. And I don't want to be a, a jerk to these other parents and the, their poor kids that are trying. I just got up. The other man made a noise when when our kid did it. And I was like, you said it. I'm leaving. Like, I just got up. I walked away because I could feel the anger and that was not anger. It's frustration, but I can't fix it. And so I was like, you know what? It's not good for anybody. It's really not going to be good for me and my relationships with these other parents. And I don't want it to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I know it's my competitive coaching nature that I'm learning as I'm verbally processing right now, but I see it because it's right. It's funny because it's so frustrating it's except it doesn't have to be it just doesn't have to be so I'm I went back and sat by Matt who was in the sun I was in the shade and I was like you know what I'm just gonna stay here I'm gonna film a little bit because when I film I don't talk so right there's a there's a trick and so again with parents and kids and coaching teaching everything in life just taking that step back and I think it's the emotions really trigger us so if we can figure out what that emotion is then we can trace it back, like you said, where it came from. And it just helps everybody. Right. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So wait, what did that do to your emotions when you went over and removed yourself from the situation? They just kind of, they go away. They start to, they start to go because I moved. I was I had to walk like 50 yards. So I, it, it's the movement, right? We know stress reduction helps with movement. Yeah. Guess who's teaching health right now? To seven <laughs> Pick me. And we're doing stress management and emotional wellness. So Pinio is all over and over here. I'm working on myself as I'm telling them stuff. And I even told them, I was like, we're talking about stressors. I'm like, you know what, guys, you're stressing me out right now. And I told them because I could feel my stress level going up and frustration. So um, again, yeah, movement always helps. And recognizing that like, it's really not that big a deal. Once you start thinking about what's going on, you're like, this is not that big a deal. I don't need to freak out. Right. And, and like you're saying, I don't want to unravel. Like we don't want to unravel at our kids or our coworkers or our family. We don't really want to have bad interactions. We just don't stop long enough to think about it before yep. we let it, let it out. Right. So, so it'll be, it's going to be really great uh, listening to these women. I love listening to them and hearing their stories and things that they've figured out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Did you ever see that commercial where the woman goes in her room. She's like, mommy's taking a time out. She like shuts the door. <laughs> I'm her. I do that. When they were younger, I was like, I was like, you guys get timeouts. I'm getting a 30 minute timeout because yep. I'm 30. I'm like, <laughs> especially when they were young, especially when they were young, it was so necessary. Mm-hmm. Cause Sometimes they can't they communicate take the timeout in the bathroom, you know, and then they come barging in. <laughs> Or they yeah. stick their fingers under the door. Oh, I love that. That was so funny when they would stick their fingers under the door. You're like, just give me five seconds, five minutes, you know, or whatever. Even I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good. So mental and emotional health, so, so vitally important and making sure that we understand how we tick and how we work. And mm-hmm. then being able to to process that I think is really important. So the last piece of health is our spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And that often can feel like it's tied to our mental and emotional health. 
mm-hmm. right? Because we're emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. So how has your spiritual health been through the pandemic? It has only gotten better, I would say, because I, I definitely had more time at home. So and I was able to be more intentional, which is really what it comes down to with, with anything and it's discipline. And, you know, when we really want something, we go for it. My one, I have to tell you this because it goes along with this. My one friend told me today, she said, if, if people in the church, Christians were as, um, if they acted the same as they did for their kids' travel teams, as much as they do for their kids with travel teams, and they, and they switch that into their faith, we would be a world on fire just because we both have travel kids on travel teams and we right. right you we travel hour hour and a half we have the socks the uniforms the water like uh, we go meals like so everything we do for our kids with travel sports she was like boy if we just put that into our faith so right. it just made me think like you know when where there's a will there's a way when we want something we do it so I would say over on the year and a half Patricia definitely been awesome found some neat apps to you know help my faith. I've been listening to the Bible a lot more, which is neat to hear it. And it just, and to hear Jesus's words, like in the book of John is where I'm at to just imagine him, you know, like, so, um, you know, and engaging with other women that are, that are growing and other people that are growing and want to grow. So definitely for me, it's, it's been, it's been good. There's definitely lows. There's definitely lows, but I would say there's, there's more highs than lows. How about you? Yeah. No, I would say the same. There's definitely been some lows, but quite a few highs. And a lot of it is someone phrased it. I'm not going to say it as as well as they did, but it was something along the lines of, again, right. Taking it back to an athletic (laughs) example, a coach is never going to put you in the game until they've tested you in practice. They want to know that you can handle the pressure, that you can do the skill, that you know, the play, right. And, and it's the same way, right? God puts us through testing and certain things before Mm -hmm. he trusts us with certain things and wrapping my head around that. I think I'm still wrapping my head around that, but I, I like the example because it makes sense to me. And so, you know, if, if God's going to trust me to, you know, share his love with someone else, you know, he wants to know that I truly believe that he is love first, you know, that I'm willing to kind of walk that out myself in my own walk before I'm entrusted with sharing that with somebody else, for example. Um, and I, I, I like that. And so that has helped me as well as I walk through hard things. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to hold on to my faith and be willing to get rid of, you know, bitterness, anger, whatever that is, because, this is what God's asking of me right now. And, you know, who am I to say that, you know, I deserve this, that, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Tried, tried before played, you know, practice, practice. Why practice is important in sports. And and it's true with life. Everything we do at home, it's kind of a practice, just like your spiritual for spirit, for the spiritual, you know, someone told me this once too, and it really stuck was like, because I, because I've grown differently in my faith with worship and stuff and worship. And like, if you're not willing to do things in private for God, then he's not going to put you out in public. You're not going to do them for him in public because you, you're just not, you need to be able to do them with no one looking. So then when you get out there, you'd be more, you'll be doing it for him. So, yeah, no, I would say the other thing kind of going along with that is to actually know what God's word says. Um, And so 
being able to take the time to study it, to know what it says. I had the exam, uh, the opportunity the other day to tell a Bible story to a student athlete. And it was a Bible story that she had never heard before. And so I told it like a story, you know, like a, like a movie. It was one of those times where I said, listen, like Hollywood got nothing on God. So, so here's what happened. And I told her the story It was the story of Moses. And so there's a lot of scripture that talks about Moses's entire life. So backing all the way up to why the children of Israel were in Egypt in the first place with Joseph and what happened to him and how everybody came because there was grain and then they just stayed and then they ended up as slaves. Right. So kind of like painting the picture and then telling her the story. And she was like, wow, like that's, a that's amazing. And just watching someone else's excitement was actually really cool and encouraged my faith as well. Seeing them be so excited and interested in what was happening in the story. Oh, absolutely, Patricia. It, that's why we're supposed to share the word because we've we've heard it so many times and read it so many times. It does it can be very monotonous, but when we teach it and share it, and that's it's exciting. Like I get excited listening to you tell that girl or the athlete because <laughs> I could just see that person being like, "How exciting!" You know, like to hear it for the first time and and understand it. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, honestly, if we really do take a look at the stories in the Bible, they're wild. They really sure. are. I mean, he's throwing, you know, his staff down, turns into a snake. There's a bush that burns up, but then it speaks to him. And, you know, like there's all kinds of, they're crazy, crazy stories that, you know, but they really happened. And yeah. God used ordinary people to do amazing things. So, yeah. um yeah. If you, if you have not checked out the stories in the Bible, I highly recommend them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. So we covered physical health, mental and emotional health, spiritual health. The rest of the saying is being wealthy and being wise. And so as we talk about health, we also want to think about wealth from the standpoint of how God has blessed us. Because we are wealthy. We have, you know, family. We have everything that we need. You know, I think Sarah kind of touched on that in her interview a couple of weeks ago. You have all you need. Mm -hmm. And so looking at life that way and being appreciative instead of, um, you know, ungrateful makes a huge difference. And mm -hmm. that also helps our mental and emotional health, I think. And even our physical health, honestly. I think grateful people are healthier. I've yeah. Read I've read some things that allude to that. And so how have you, have you been able to think about the ways God has blessed you over the last year and a half? And how has that, has that contributed to helping you find joy and happiness? Yeah. Um, when COVID started about a month or two after COVID started, um, a friend of ours gave us some backyard awesomeness and um, it was an above ground pool, which we took apart and then we rebuilt in our backyard and an outdoor living space, like a gazebo, but I'm talking like really big gazebo. And it was a blessing because we have a lot of people in and out of our house all the time. And, and that's what it's for is for others. Like I've always felt like our home is always like, yeah, we live in it. We love it, but God gave it to us so we could share it with others. So that backyard space has become even more family friendly, people friendly. So I do believe that God has blessed us with that because we can, because we use it for him. So I do, I do think that for sure. And then um, 
I do think that God has continued to bless us in our jobs, that he's He's allowed us to keep our jobs through the whole pandemic and that we have been able to work and, um, you know, be able to take care of our families. So I would say um, we're very um, wealthy in not stuff, but just um, consistently being able to live and, and be able to help others because we were working. So because a lot of people lost their jobs. So we were able to help help different people, you know, in that realm. So, yeah, I would say for us, that's where we're at. Um, yeah, about right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I mean, it's been neat just to see God provide for a lot of different situations, be mm-hmm. that, you know, being able to pay for things that on paper looks like we can't necessarily afford it, but God always provides, or even just the health that he's provided to us throughout, throughout the pandemic, um, to our family members. I know my dad had triple bypass surgery a couple of years ago and, um, you know, just seeing God take care of him and, and provide for us in those ways with our health, um, has also been a huge blessing and something that, you know, I constantly remind myself that we are, you know, wealthy in the standpoint of, you know, we have our family and we have everything that we need and, you know, being thankful for that and realizing that God always provides. Yeah. And, you know, I say this a lot because I am a health and PE teacher, but you know, when you're not healthy, you realize how much you need your health Yeah, because when you're healthy, you don't think about it, but it, it just takes a little bit to have like a sniffles or a headache or just anytime our bodies are not functioning at full capacity, you're like, it's so, it's, it's so bothersome to me because I am very healthy and, and I take, I take a lot of time to be healthy. You know, we both have taken time over the years to establish really good habits of drinking water, getting sleep, exercising, you know, eating healthily. So those things have compounded interest into our life to where we're health, we're overall pretty healthy. I do agree with you, Patricia. I think there's something about grateful. I hate to say maybe happier people are healthier. It's weird to say that, but I think when you are and you don't have to worry about your physical health as much because you are healthy, you're able to focus more on others. You're able to give your energy to other people. Like, Mm -hmm. because if I wasn't healthy, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to get up every day and go teach and then take my kids places and help coach other teams. And, you know, so yeah, yeah, I I'm, I'm sure you said you researched it, but I'm, I (laughs) I think I might've read some of that before. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're super wealthy in our family and just being healthy and having family and having good relationships. Like I got to say relationships are a wealth in themselves. And I feel like they're gifts. And like, we've talked about that before. Friendship is a gift. Like, but when you really think about a gift, you open it, you treasure it, you take care of it. And that came to my mind the other day. Uh, Just, I was just thinking about a friend and I was like, you know what? I want to treat them like they're a gift to me because I really care about them. So am I doing that? You know, am I, am I treating them like a gift or am I taking advantage of just having them as a friend? (laughs) So, but I wasn't, it wasn't at all, but I I just wanted to be like more thoughtful that I appreciated them. Like, like, you know, So, so what did you do? Oh, oh, you know, I don't know if this stemmed from it or not, but we ended up, um, taking her out for dinner surprise with some other girlfriends last night and okay it's my bestie you know it's Sarah so we surprised her well I did because because it was fun because I like fun right 
but um, we just haven't been out in a long time. We haven't been out with a group of girls in a long time. And I just, without well, it'd be fun. Right. And, and, but it was neat because she was so surprised and she was so thankful. Like it was so evident. And, but I, it might've stemmed from that because I, for something we must've been talking about. And I just was like, she's such a gift to me that I have such a close friend 10 minutes away that I can, she's like family. I mean, you're like family to me, but you live two and a half hours away. So, um, you know, but to have someone who's real close by, cause I don't have any legit family in this area. Yeah. Um, they're, they're up Cape Cod, you know, you know, all over the country. So to have someone like that, um, it's just a gift to know that you can call them or cry or, or need help or whatever, you know? So that might've stemmed from that last night might've stemmed from that. I have to look back, but anywho, <laughs> that's awesome. Just, yeah. It was, just, you know, the women that came were supposed to come. Like I had invited like probably 15 women, but only like six, mm-hmm. six, five or six, you know, right. Because people are busy and there was a wedding and like, there's lots of stuff, but it was neat to see like who got ordained to be there. Because it was a really fun, engaging, there were spiritual elements to it, um, encouragement, and lots of laughs. And I got to tell you, I think that's something I crave on the weekends and at night is laughter right now because school is very stressful. And I don't know if other women are feeling that way, but I find that go to YouTube and look up just funny groups of people and just laugh because our kids laugh. There's research. I read this somewhere, Patricia, that kids laugh like a hundred times more than us a day, more than adults, or like so many times a day. And because they're just, they're kids. But I feel like we need to do that. We need to do that because it's, it's, it lets off endorphins. It makes you feel better. So sometimes at night, Matt and I'll just YouTube like goofy, just goofy stuff and just appropriate clean, but whatever, whatever you should float your boat, but just funny. Sure. So, yeah. You get on that YouTube, go down the hole. Like we do right down the hole and uh, laugh it up. Yep. Stop. Stop taking everything so seriously. There, there's, there are plenty of moments to laugh, whether you're <laughs> laughing at yourself or something else that's funny, but True. I think that does really help uh, reduce stress for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's the topic. And uh, wisdom is the last piece of that. And so is there any wisdom that you feel like that you have gained in the last year and a half from COVID that you want to share with people? Yeah, I'm already laughing. I'm already <laughs> laughing, Patricia, because you're going to laugh. Because the main thing I've gotten from COVID over the last year and a half is how important it is to bite your tongue. And not comment because it's very easy to want to just share and to be wise on who you're speaking with, wise on their worldview, because I have a biblical worldview and so do you, but I'm we're in a secular world and it's very evident the way we believe that filters through the Bible to what we say. And I find for me, it's more wise if I just be quiet and smile and find the um, level ground unless I'm with certain people. And and my circle's gotten very small and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I think that that's kind of where God wanted us to go with this pandemic because he wants us to be wise and he yeah. wants us to study his word and he wants us to be closer to him instead of a ton of people. So 
I would definitely say for me, wisdom has come in just the silence and knowing that God, what my purpose on this earth is, is first of all, my, my walk with him. Second, really kind of second first is my family to take care of my family. The job that he's given me is to raise kids right now and to love my husband and then to go next to the, you know, to the next and the next. So just to know my place. And we've talked about this. When you know your place, you know where you're on the team. If you're on the bench, you're on the bench. If you're a starter, you're a starter, you know, and just to, um, to live that as best as you can. So Mm. what is, what is the last year and a half taught you, Patricia? Really good. Man, I really think that, yeah, okay, so this is funny. Before the pandemic, I said this to multiple athletes in our some of our one-on-one meetings, uh, be where your feet are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was really all about, you know, st- don't borrow trouble, number one, right? Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen down the road and you think something bad about it, but it's not here yet, don't borrow trouble, right? Live in the That's moment, in the present. Plan for it, but don't worry about it. And so I I would say that a lot. And then the pandemic hit and one of my athletes said that to me, oh, I don't know, maybe six months into it. And I was like, girl, that's great. But my feet are always in this freaking house and I need to get out. Like (laughs) I just cannot anymore. Um, But I do think that that comes back around full circle, right? So now we're doing a million things and we're back out and my son is a senior and trying to figure out college stuff. I have a sophomore. I just learned she's taking the PSAT in like two weeks. I was like, Oh, cool. (laughs) Um, right. Like all, all of these things feel like they're coming at a monster fast pace. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good reminder again, be where your feet are and don't borrow trouble. And so trusting the process, you know, trusting that God is already in the future and I'm not. And so he's entrusted me with my now. And so I need to be faithful with the now. And, you know, it's not that I don't have plans, but Mm -hmm. I need to live in the now. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's really been, I've been reminded of that again. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, Patricia living in the now. And that's kind of what I meant by where what my purpose is right now is living in the now. This is where we're at. Embrace it. Yeah. It's a season. I've also learned it's a season. And I really like that life is, you know, there's seasons, why the seasons change on the earth. And then also in our lives with seasons and yeah. to embrace it. Cause like you have a senior that's not, yeah. that's over soon. Well, you get two more, but you know, you know, but to embrace it. So as much as COVID and I have my own thoughts on COVID, we can still learn from it. And mm-hmm. we can be better. And I know better. Some people don't like that word, but I do strive daily to be um, a better version of myself so I can yeah. be the best version of myself. Yeah. I um, think that's important too, for sure. Well, good. So that's your intro. If any of this find you find interesting or exciting, definitely tune in over the course of the next month. And we're going to have quite a few different guests on to talk about the different aspects of these topics. So before we let you go, it is time for the blooper reel and it is my turn to share a blooper reel. And okay. I was reminded of this blooper earlier this week in soccer practice. One of my goalkeepers threw the ball and she threw it farther than she meant to. And just about being someone in the head that was not paying attention on the other sideline. Um, it was during practice, but it reminded me of, of this blooper from my high school. So 
when I was playing basketball, I think I was a sophomore in high school. No, I think I was a freshman in high school. We were learning how to do a skip pass. So in basketball, a skip pass is where you stand on one end of kind of in the corner by the three point line and you put the ball over your head, almost like a throw in and you throw it and it's supposed to go right over the top of the basketball hoop to someone on the other side of the court. So you're throwing it really hard from one sideline to the other sideline almost. And so, you know, you put your, you put your hands up and you chuck the ball Mm -hmm. to the person standing the other end. So we were, we were practicing these in practice and I, I don't know, I picked up the ball and I did not look at the girl who was supposed to be catching the ball at the other end. And I just heaved it. Well, (laughs) the the girl had been distracted by someone who was talking to her and had moved and he was standing between me and her, but I had not looked at that until I threw the ball. I literally beamed him in the back of the head. Nice. Yes. So hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It was like someone's parent. I felt so embarrassed. It's one of those moments where you just want to melt into the floor. Yes. I am so sorry. Are you okay? And he was, he was fine. You know, he was, Mm -hmm. first he was shocked, you know, that Mm -hmm. like shock look of awe and horror that people get on their face. He turned around to see who was chucking the ball at him. And then, you know, he realized what was happening. So there were other girls actually practicing this skill further down the court and could see my utter embarrassment. And he was a good sport about it, but I just felt awful. That's funny. Yeah. So that that is my blooper for the day. That's awesome. It happens. It yeah. does. It does. So look before you throw. That's my, that's my advice. And if you're a parent or a coach, look before what's going on in the drill as well. Just yeah, don't step into the drill. Don't step into the drill. Yeah. Exactly. Don't step into the drill. You're getting beamed. Oh man. All right. Well, before we end the show, we want to pass the ball in a good way. Yeah. Don't beat anyone in the head, but who would you like to pass the ball to today? Oh, I would so like to pass the ball to my younger sister. Uh, Her name is Kylie. She's in Texas. She is a captain in the army. So thank you for serving Kai. And I just want to pass the ball to her because she is uh, going through a lot of life right now. And she has four littles that she's raising that are wonderful, beautiful. And she is a strong woman and she's navigating her life, her her life um, very well right now. And she's taking care of herself, working on, you know, mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual health. So, and, and being as wise as she can be. So I just, um, Kylie, there's your shout out and I love you. And I'm so glad that you're my sister and I'll just be, keep praying for you and uh, pray good things. And um, yeah, that's who my shout out is too. Oh, I love that. Well, I would also like to pass the ball to someone in the military. Uh, My friend Marla is a chaplain in the military and she's in the, she's a reservist. Um, she works part-time for FCA. She works part-time for uncle Sam and, um, her husband is full-time in the military. So she also follows him all over the country. They move every couple of years and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just a lot, but she is someone who definitely epitomizes healthy, wealthy, and wise in my eyes. And Mm -hmm. I have gained a lot of wisdom from her and, I just really appreciate her. She, I think she did a tough mutter recently. Like she definitely is always, you know, trying to stay healthy and be healthy and she's super competitive. Um, but then also very much on the, um, the wisdom aspect of it as well. 
So Marla, I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yay. Go gals in the service. Get it. Right. I love it. Well, this is Life is a Team Sport. If you are interested in more information, you can follow us on Instagram at Life is a Team Sport. There's an underscore between all of the words, but you can also just search it and you will find it. You'll find some video clips from our podcasts as well as other great content. And soon there will be pictures of whatever Becky bought from Stitch Fix recently, and we'll put those up as well. Um, You can follow and you can comment and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And we would love for you to do that. The more comments and and follows that we get, the um, the more people can find the podcast and hopefully get great content and join our team as well. And as always, this is Life is a Team Sport, and you are never alone.